Please join me in the opening prayer. Good shepherd, we have wandered down the strange pathways of our world. We have ventured into dead-end streets that look more inviting than the narrow ways marked out by the signposts of your love. We have trusted other voices and turned away from your truth. We have accepted your gifts without acknowledgement. We have failed to use our overflowing cups to fill the cups of sisters and brothers who need what we could offer. Forgive Forgive us, we pray, and restore us to your fold. Amen. Our prayer hymn is number 381 in the hymnals. It's like a shepherd lead us. And uh, as we prepare for our prayer this morning, we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 3. Let us join in singing in prayer.
bow in prayer. We thank you, O our Creator God, for the vast beauty of this earth, so full of wonder and joy, so teeming with life, intricate and diverse. Teach us to truly appreciate this creation that you have made. Teach us to be good and wise and faithful stewards so that the bounties of your creation will be enjoyed not just by us, by, but all the peoples of this world and generations yet unborn. Father God, you have designed each and every one of us. You know and love each and every one of us better than we know and love ourselves. You know all of our needs even before we do, and you provide for us abundantly. So meet us now in our deepest needs as we turn to you for healing, as we turn to you for comfort and hope. You are the good shepherd who lovingly tends your flock. You call each one of us by name. Give us ears to hear your voice. Give us wisdom to recognize your voice. Give us faith and courage to follow your voice wherever you may lead. For we know that you are the one who knows the way home. Lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake, O God. We pray this in the name of your Son, our Savior, who teaches us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Thank you so much, Flo. If you will now stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel lesson comes to us today from John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, 
but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. There's an expression that has become somewhat fashionable lately, I guess, especially within certain political circles. Uh, it's, it's a made-up word. It's a word that's made up to, to criticize those with whom you disagree politically. It's sheeple. Have you heard people use the word sheeple? I don't get it. I, I, I don't mean that I don't get the word. I, I know what the word is supposed to mean. It refers to people who behave like sheep, following blindly, not thinking for themselves, going along with the crowd wherever it leads them. And it's always used in a derogatory manner. It's used in a way that allows the one that's using it to feel superior to those lowly, ignorant sheeple. I understand that. The thing that I don't get about the word is this. The people that, that I most often hear using the expression, comparing people to sheep in a derogatory manner, are people who call themselves Christians. And Christians are people who follow the one called the Good Shepherd, the Good Shepherd who refers to his people as sheep. So why any Christian would think it's ever appropriate to criticize someone else by calling them sheep or sheeple is just beyond me. The Bible talks a lot about sheep. Sheep are, are plentiful in the part of the world where the Bible was written. Shepherds were quite common, so, so naturally sheep come up quite frequently in the scriptures. Much of it is literal, referring to the animals that roamed the hillsides, whose wool was used to make much of their clothing, who were also used in sacrifices at the temple. But much of it is also figurative, sheep and shepherds as religious analogies. Psalm 23 springs to mind. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Several other psalms use that, that same imagery. Psalm 78, 52. Then he led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like his flock. Psalm 95, 7. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Psalm 100, verse 3, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his, we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Jesus, likewise, throughout the four gospels, refers to his followers as sheep, and to himself as a shepherd. All of that sounds pretty good to me. There is at least one place in the Bible where, where it compares people to sheep in a negative way, and that is in Isaiah 53, 6. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Jesus also refers to, in some of his parables, to the lost sheep that went its own way. In these biblical examples of sheeple, it's not our tendency to follow blindly and stay with the crowd that is the problem, but just the opposite. Our tendency to wander off 
on our own way and get lost. The fact is that all people behave like sheep in one way or another, at one time or another. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes we are the lost sheep that wander off and go astray. But sometimes being a sheep is a good thing. We were made to follow the good shepherd wherever he leads without question. We are called to be the sheep of his pasture. Does that make us sheeple? If so, I wouldn't want to be anything else. But still, despite the Bible's desire to compare us to sheep in a positive light, most people still don't like to think of themselves as sheep. I mean, we tend to think of sheep as dirty, smelly, dumb animals. That's the main thing. Sheep are dumb, right? Who wants to picture themselves like that? It turns out, however, that that sheep may not be such dumb animals after all. It's been suggested that their reputation as dumb was largely propagated by cattle ranchers who decided that sheep must be dumb animals because they don't behave anything like cows. Go figure. To herd cows, you, you have to ride up from behind, hooting and hollering and cracking a whip. You stand, stand behind a sheep making loud noises, and all they're going to do is run around behind you. Sheep need to be led. You push cows, you lead sheep. And sheep will not go anywhere that someone else does not go first. The shepherd goes ahead of them to show them that everything is all right. Sheep tend to grow very fond of their shepherds. A shepherd that the sheep have grown familiar with can walk right through a sleeping flock without disturbing a single one of them. But if a stranger should set foot anywhere near a sleeping flock, it would cause an uproar. Sheep seem to consider their shepherds as part of the family, and the relationship that grows up between them is is quite exclusive. They develop a language of their own that outsiders are not privy to. A good shepherd learns to distinguish the bleat of pain from the bleat of pleasure. The sheep learn that the cluck of the tongue means food, or or a two-note song means it's time to go home. Not so dumb after all. In Palestine today, it's still possible to witness the scene that Jesus almost certainly saw 2,000 years ago. Bedouin shepherds bringing their flocks home from the various pastures they've grazed in during the day. Those flocks will often end up at at the same watering hole around dusk, and so they get all mixed up together, eight eight or nine small flocks turning into a conglomerate of thirsty sheep. The shepherds don't worry at all about this mix-up. When, it, when it's time to go home, each one issues his or her own distinct call, a special trill or whistle or a particular tune on a particular reed pipe, and that shepherd's sheep withdraw from the crowd and follow the shepherd home. They know to whom they belong. They know their shepherd's voice, and it is the only voice that they will follow. I know my own sheep, And they know me, said Jesus. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Immediately following our our text for today, some of the Jews questioned Jesus. He refused to give them an answer. The reason he gave for not answering their questions was simple. I've told you, but you don't believe. 
You don't believe because you don't belong to my sheep. They wanted to know if Jesus was the Christ. They wanted a straightforward answer. No puzzles, no parables, no symbolic analogies, just a simple yes or no. If you are the Christ, tell us plainly, they said. But Jesus knew that if they had not been able to read the signs he had already performed, if they had not been able to understand the sermons he had already preached, then there was no way that they were ever going to believe a simple, yes, I am the Christ. He seemed to know that they were not asking because they wanted to believe. They were asking because they wanted to debate, talk, argue, accuse. They could not hear him he told them, because they were not in relationship with him. You don't believe because you don't belong to my sheep. That's not to say that they weren't sheep. They just weren't his sheep. Not only does the Bible use the analogy of sheep, it also uses the analogy of shepherds. And it turns out that there are bad shepherds. turns out that there are some very bad shepherds. This analogy of the bad shepherds is laid down in the prophecies of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Jeremiah 23, 1 through 2 says, Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Jeremiah 50, verse 6 says, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray, turning them away on the mountains. From mountain to hill they have gone. They have forgotten their fold. You see, the problem isn't that people behave like sheep. The problem is that there are bad shepherds. These bad shepherds that the prophets wrote about were the leaders of Israel, the priests and the teachers who were supposed to lead and protect God's people, as a shepherd leads and protects his flock. But instead, they led the people astray. Instead, they divided the fold one against another. The bad shepherds guarded their own interests instead of guarding God's flock. And so these bad shepherds would be judged and they would be replaced. Listen to this passage from Ezekiel 34 and see if it doesn't lead directly to the words of Jesus in John 10. Ezekiel 34, starting at verse 6, My sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered all over the face of the earth with no, no one to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild animals since there was no shepherd. And because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed the sheep, therefore... I am against the shepherds, and I will demand my sheep at their hand. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths so that they may not be food for them. Remember, Jesus' parable about seeking after that one lost sheep. That's what the Hebrew leaders were supposed to be doing all along, but they failed to do it. They failed to search after the lost sheep. And it wasn't just one in a hundred that was lost. It was the entire flock. The shepherds had scattered the entire flock and were allowing them to be devoured. But then listen to how Ezekiel goes on in verse 11. 
For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered. I will feed them by the mountains of Israel, by the water courses, and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture. They shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on the rich pasture. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. And I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. And I will bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak. That is exactly what Jesus had in mind when He told the crowds, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I am the Lord God Himself coming to seek and to save the sheep who have been scattered for so long, just as I promised I would in the prophecy of Ezekiel. I have come to gather up and bind up and protect those who are my own. And who are those who are His own? Well, it's all those who recognize the voice of the shepherd. They will listen to my voice, said Jesus. That's what sheep do. They listen to and recognize and follow after the voice of their shepherd. There are a lot of voices out there. Most of those voices vying for our attention belong to bad shepherds, or at least hired hands. Jesus talks in John 10 about the hired hands. They're just out to do a job, to take care of themselves. They don't care about the sheep. They don't really even know the sheep. What matters to them is themselves. And isn't that what made the bad shepherds bad? They were supposed to take care of God's people, and instead they took care of of themselves. That's the way most of the world is. That's the way most of the voices out there are. But not Jesus. Not the true shepherd. Not the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. You see, we were so terribly lost. We were in such tremendous danger that it was not enough for the Good Shepherd to just come and find us and call to us. He had to lay down his life for us, he had to go to the cross for us. And that proves that we are truly His because He loved us that much that He would give up His own life to save ours. Do you think that radio or TV personality is going to do that for you? Do you think that charismatic leader or political party is going to do that for you? And I'm not talking about one side or the other. I'm talking about all of the worldly voices that try to convince us to follow them 
when all they are at best is hired hands. The voice of Jesus pierces them all. The voice of the shepherd cuts through all of the rest, snatching us out of the dark caverns of sin, pulling us away from the jagged cliffs of despair, walking us through the troubled waters of grief, leading us once again to His good pasture, calling us home. All of us are sheeple in one way or another. No shame in that. No point in criticizing anyone for it. The question is who is your shepherd? The question is whose voice do you listen to? Whose lead do you follow? Jesus is the good shepherd. And we are the sheep of his pasture. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to stand now, if you are able, for our closing hymn, which is in the hymnals number 374, Standing on the Promises. Let us sing together. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail By the living word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing I'm standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord Bound to Him eternally by love's strong cord Overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the 
promises of God my Savior standing standing I'm standing on the promises of God standing on the promises I cannot fall listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing. As you go from this place, may you continue to follow after the Good Shepherd, knowing that He is leading you to good pasture. In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.